What's up, everybody? It is March 29th, and this is Bobby. I'm here with Sam again. This is the Talking Seaweed Sports Podcast. What's up, man? Opening day edition. Opening day. day today. The weather cooperated. It's like it was 65 out today. Was it? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't outside. Socks are down in Tampa where they're in a dome, but they actually could have surprised. But it was nice me. up here, so they we'll say thank you. could have actually played here today, which is insane because... Thinking about like what the last like three weeks have been like, it's, right? It was you know, open for him. today. It was almost like a sign of things to come. Like here's here's spring, here's summer. It's opening day. It's 65, we're here. So we're here. Feeling a little. I love good it. today. Opening day is one of my favorite days because it's always, it's just the it's oh spring's here. Ooh, you of know course. what I mean? It's the transition from the winter blues to the. Hope of go. summer. Yeah, yeah, it's the hope Days of summer. are getting longer. We could still get a snowstorm, but it looks like we're probably going to get... I'm going to go swimming. Yeah, well... Which is going to be amazing. Let's not stains anything. Today is brought to you by a Talking Seaweed original, Cooked, starring the Mass Cannabis Chefs. There's a ton of original stuff coming, TalkingSeaweed.com, and this is pretty awesome. I've seen some of it. And as always... The pod is also brought to you by Weed Co. USA, specializing in prime exotic flowers, gummies, edibles, whatever you need. Weed Co. USA, hit them up on Instagram, always coming through in the clutch for us. And then thank you to City Grown and Be Happy for um, some delicious food. And that's it. Let's talk about the Celtics. Yeah, we will Transitions. get we will get to some baseball preview for all of you baseball fans out there, but you know, we have to stay with what's current and I mean, last night at whatever time that was, what 1 a.m. or something on the West Coast. Yeah, know, it, was a, it was a late game. Yeah, last night. late game and Jalen Brown with the game-winning 3. What? Clutch, man. I love Jalen Brown. We've talked we talked about this off air, but I I think that he is going to be so key in the playoffs cuz I think he's maturing and and we were t- we, like I said, we talked about this earlier, but I think that um, the way that he is handling Tatum coming into the lineup and excelling the way he is, plus the fact that he got hurt coming back in, it's the playoff time, he's come through the season, he's played great all season. He you know certainly, I mean? certainly didn't show any ill effects of that nasty fall, which I was worried no, about. No, that was rough. He that seemed fine. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, he's keep... in it. He's ready to go, and, he, and I, I'm, I'm fired up. How, so this is my question for you. Big three last night, no Kyrie, no Horford, um, no Smart. Um, who else is out? This goes Somebody back else, to two, this, two, I think like two other people. Are out. Get oh, to, no, you Morris. get to your question, but doesn't this just reinforce what we said last time about how the Celtics and the Bruins were so lucky because they have balls? Think of that, what you just said. Yeah. They had no Horford, no Kyrie, no Marcus Smart. No Morris. They're playing Utah, who I don't know if anyone's seen, but was has like won like 22 of their last like 26 games at home. Yep, the Jazz Utah. came back and took a double-digit lead in the third quarter. Every other team in the league melts at that point. They come back and win. It's just, it's getting to the point of ridiculous, and like these other guys are becoming studs. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny because we're not there yet, but like the Bruins play the same way. They're they're it's it's the toughness. It's when we're not going to quit. It's the Patriots culture. Yeah, it's I, here, and that's what it's going to be like forever. It was like when Red Auerbach. Like change the culture. Bill Belichick has changed the culture, and I feel like we realized we can dominate sports as a like a 
I heard a stat the other oh. day that the, this is a year that all four sports teams are going to make the playoffs. I guess that's the fifth time in 15 years that that's happened. And overall, in the history of time, it's only happened like nine times. So, that's so up insane. until the last 15 years, there was only four scattered times of that happening. Now, in the last 15 years, 33% of the time, all four teams make the playoffs. So, I mean, we are beyond spoiled. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It was rough for a while, though. But you were going to ask me something about the Celtics, and uh, I cut you off there. Oh, all right. So, here's my question. So, seeing them play last night, seeing them down all those players, does that make you feel confident going into the playoffs? Especially when we're saying the first round is probably going to be no Kyrie. Yeah, I, I heard today that the, it could be as long as the Eastern Conference Finals before Kyrie, which I'm not sure they're getting there in that case. But if, I will say that... If we're that, playing Cleveland in the, in the second round, Kyrie magically comes back. I, yeah, I would think he's getting 5, shot up and playing points. in that game for sure. But <laughs> in the in round one, though, it, I'm torn because in one hand, I look at Tatum and Brown and everyone, you know, even Yabaselli's contributing now and yep. Semi Ojale. Ojale, yeah, he's been doing Abdul Nader made a steal and a dunk last Larkin. night. And yeah, Larkin has been, I mean, he's, I'm talking about the bottom guys like Larkin and Rogier have been revelations. Rogier is like a borderline, like. Rogier has been crushing. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a young, like um, Lou Williams or. Um, the other guy that was on the Clippers for years that just like scores a million points and takes like every shot. I think he's on the on Golden State now. Ugh. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he'll pop in my head in twenty minutes. But uh, Jamal Crawford. Oh um, yeah, he's just like instant fire and offense off the yep. bench, man. Like it's ridiculous. He comes in, it's like it's his game, and it's who the hell are you, Rozier? <laughs> like, he was a mock draft pick. He was like the sixteenth pick. And he wasn't even good on Louisville. And, I mean, Trader Danny, man, killing it. Killing it's it. another pick. So do you think that the addition of Kyrie, the addition of Horford, the um, the smart having um, Avery here last year, do you think that all of that makes these younger guys kind of step up their game in practice and that helps them to develop into better players? Like, do you think that, that Rogier? I mean, I would imagine he's probably covering Kyrie at practice, right? Absolutely, and yeah, so, that's I a mean, great point you're making. And to re- further reinforce that, it's, you see this in sports when um, top players in the drafts come out, usually they're going to a shitty team. And if like you're a great guy with great morals, and like even Joe Thomas, the tackle for the Browns, came out, he's an all Hall of Famer, oh, but yeah. he can't change the complete disaster culture there. But when a team like is a good team with a solid core of veterans sneaks up and gets a high draft pick and gets one of these guys, that's when you see this amazing thing that's happening. Because think about the Celtics have a strong core, they have star players, they have a great coach, good solid system. They snuck up the last two years and got Jalen Brown and and got um, Tatum. And yep. they are coming into an already set up system. That's why we're seeing them so far and beyond these other guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, Brad Stevens is an awesome coach. Right. And he has been and the whole you time. You see that in the NFL and other sports when, it got, when a good team trades up and gets a, like, you know, has a random pick up yep. high. That guy's always, like, even if you look to a lesser extent, like Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott and, um, yep. and Dak. 
Like, they're going into not the Jets. Like, Elliott and the Jets <laughs> would have been good, but, like, he's he going into a is. solid team that just happened to have a slide year because Romo was hurt and they get the high draft pick. And, and, all, they did, and all they did was build their offensive line, which exactly. if, you t- if you take somebody like him and you surround him with people that can help him excel, well, that's what you're going to get is you're going to see the best him. Right. And I think we're seeing the best Terry Rogier. I think we're seeing the best... Um, you know Shane Larkin, yeah, coming I mean, out of Shane nowhere. Shane Larkin has been playing in Europe and stuff. Like it's, you know, it's it's but it's crazy. Just elevating. Every I think everybody there is being coached up, and I think it's elevating. I think just the players there are elevating everybody, and I don't care. Yeah. I mean, dude, <clears throat> you're an athlete, dude. You you play sports with other people, and you get better playing with somebody like you. I got better playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just. With your brother, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just made me better at sports just because he was Absolutely. so good. At sports. So it's like an you almost I mean? an unfair advantage to compare like Fultz or like to you know or somebody like a yeah they're, they're coming up together. A, like, like they're the all coming Phoenix up like we got that was like that they almost drafted Josh Jackson isn't doing half the stuff that Tatum is. He who the jury's out on their careers right now. It looks like Tatum, but Tatum has that advantage of being He's in, in a good solid situation. situation. Yeah, absolutely, and um, man. The, I agree. That was a great point you brought up about Brown, and that's an underrated thing. Is like these guys ultimately have to get along, and like they're twenty year old kids. Like yep. we're weathered, and we know that like you can't listen to Twitter and the press, but they don't. Yeah, they're and nineteen and Brown 20, is man. getting you know a lot of his acclaim stolen by Tatum. You mentioned yep. that you know there's been trade rumors, and you know Danny Ainge probably sits him down and. It's like, dude, we're not trading you. Yeah, but like, he hears there. Felger and Mazur, you or random Twitter talking about it. That's and you made a great point that he's not even showing any signs of being jealous and sensitive. He he and Tatum are boys; they're in it to win it. And they're they're cheering together. for each other, and yep. it's a beautiful freaking thing to see. And, and I would and, imagine they're probably playing opposite each other all the time, so trying to push each other. All of this being <clears> said, though. You asked me the direct question about Kyrie, which I kind of have like driveled into nonsense. To, to answer your question is not having Kyrie is petrifying in the playoffs because the playoffs are different. You can't win with depth and out winning, uh, out pressing the team in the second half and like putting ten guys out there and winning the second quarter with your bench. Everyone plays heavier minutes, and if they're looking at facing like the Bucks or um, uh, the Heat. That, that's petrifying without Kyrie because Kyrie in a playoff Why? game, a game gets tighter and it's, it's half court basketball and you need to have a guy that when it breaks down can just look at Tatum's weaknesses. If you've seen it, it's when it's been thrown to him and everybody turns away and it's like, Oh, I don't Tatum think Tatum's the one. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Tatum's well, the one. I think you're going to see Kyrie is the one though. Kyrie is definitely the one, but I think you'll see Marcus smart. If well, he's, he's playing, no, he's, no, he's he's out the whole. He's out he's longer out than done. Kyrie. He's oh, done. He's okay. Then yeah, he's so that's what I'm saying. See, I think you'll see Rogier step up. Right, but I think I think he will, dude. I like him. I, think, I don't I have think full trust in that, him though. Kyrie's I, Kyrie's like a 99, and Rogier's like a 75. Here's my at this like point. here's my like hottest take. You're gonna see Jalen Brown step up. The end of this playoffs, people are gonna be like, "This fucking kid is good." I mean, that's not that hot. <clears throat> no, dude, you're gonna see it. Like, I think without Kyrie there, we're gonna see him step up in a way that, well, like, it'll be haven't. interesting to follow because I disagree. I don't think that he has that 
he can't throw the ball to Jalen Brown and spread the floor and let him to create on his own. He's going to force up like a twenty foot brick off the back rim. He's not that kind of he, player. He absolutely can slash. The if you basket, if you pass the he, ball he around the wheel the and he gets an open three in the corner to, to win the game, I'll take that all day. But if he shoves it down your, their throat in the fourth yeah, I mean, quarter, he, but you can't he can dunk in the NBA in the playoffs in the fourth quarter. There's going to be four guys helping. They'll tackle you. Well, then he can kick it out. Well, if you have ten, if you have ten, if you're go, if you're if you're going to the the rim and you're passing the ball out and other guys are making shots. I don't want to poo poo your prediction. Uh, listen, it could happen, and if it does, I'll I'll come on and eat a crow and tip it cap. Well, listen, <laughs> it, it, this doesn't all have to be uh, all rainbows and show ponies here. We're allowed to disagree. Mm-mm. So, uh, but I mean, I to answer your question, I think that Kyrie is a devastating loss, and they should start. They should put Hayward in bubble wrap, save him for next year, and then uh, yeah, Hayward's not coming back, especially well, with I all mean, this. If, yeah, so. But what I mean, would if you, you can scum okay, to okay. if Danny Ainge comes out, okay, Kyrie's out for this the season. He's not playing. But Gordon Hayward's coming back. I'm out. You're out. We already discussed this. I'm out. Did we? I, last week I I'm not watching him again this year. I need to know that his his leg healed. For everybody that's listening, uh weed affects the part of your brain that like registers whether things are important enough to remember or not. And you just saw what happened. Yeah. Um <laughs> So anyway, so what else about the Celtics? Anything um, currently going on? You know, we don't want to talk about last night's game too no, much, but no. going I, I think, forward, going it's, forward, it's I think quo. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, dude. I think mm-hmm. that our bench is going to come up big because I think our bench is being put to the test towards this, like the end of the season, just with mm-hmm. the injuries and stuff. So well, I feel like it's the teams that their bench gets that extra. I just want to say one more thing: is we somehow just mentioned like every guy on the team without talking about Marcus Morris, and it very well may turn out that he's that guy that takes that shot. I said Marcus Morris. Oh, you mentioned him. All right, but, but anyway, <laughs> well, again, to what he just said, but um, exactly, but he may be that guy that you throw the ball to and get out of the way because oh, yeah. he has balls of steel. He, does he may shoot. not take the best shot, but he'll th- he'll have full confidence that that shit's going <laughs> he'll in. Shoot, he'll shoot yeah, it. And he'll stand there and be like, whoa, what? He'll so, fucking shoot it. Uh, dude, that's kind of all you need sometimes because these guys are all NBA players. They make a lot of shots every single day. So, so the, it's like that moment is like are you either, either going to make the shot or you're not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's you got to have the balls to take and it. And he, he takes it with confidence too, which he does. is good. So. He does take it with um, confidence. So the other big thing going on is our other boys, the Bruins, and uh, it happens that we're doing this on Thursday. The Bruins are playing Tampa Bay at the Garden tonight, a huge game. They have a game in hand. They can pass Tampa Bay in the standings tonight. They can avoid the playing in the divisional playoffs. They can avoid Toronto and Tampa Bay till later rounds, play someone like Philly or someone Florida or somebody scratching in the playoffs at the bottom. Huge, huge, huge game tonight. They've had another good week. Bergeron is back. Yep. Supposedly, Chara's right around the corner. McAvoy. McAvoy's around the corner. Chara may even be as soon as tonight. What do you think? What's going on? How is Bobby learning hockey? Bobby Bobby's is uh, learning hockey. adopted the Bruins. He's wearing a <laughs> I'm Bruins my hat. my new Bruins hat on. I'm fired up. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. You're like a so 10-year-old is my new favorite. Right He's, yeah, Ryan Donato is my new favorite player because we came into the picture at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> Your uh, Bruins fanhood uh, is uh, it's about as old as his career. 2018 yeah. <laughs> to 2018. Yeah. Exactly. But, hey, he is a... Um, a, a revelation. I mean, that backhanded goal. Uh, that like, was <laughs> disgusting. Again, I know enough to know enough. And he literally shook the defender and then brought the goalie all the way to his right and just well, backhand over his shoulder. And I was like, You texted me after that play and you were like a little kid like asking if Santa was real. You were like, 
is Ryan Donato really this good? And I was like, <laughs> Dude, I don't I mean, know who I am to answer that, but I mean, it looks like he is. And it's like, you're so excited. I'm so happy for you. You're like the new Bruins fan on the block. I, I kind of like and, last year got a little excited because I heard about McAvoy and he came in and he made a difference right yeah. away. And now like with Donato coming in, I'm like, this, these kids are just coming in like I will tell you this though. NHL if they make ready? it to the cup finals and you're wearing your Bruins gear and your flag and everything. And no, I got lose, my hat. And they lose, I and I'm going to turn this on you and no, throw you hat. off the bandwagon just to let you know. Listen, I got a hat at yeah. fucking Walmart, so here we go. Good value there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but yeah. So, what else with the Bruins? I don't know if I'm um, here yet. Don't, don't, don't push me away. I'll just go back to basketball. No, no. no. So, what else with the Bruins? Um, what have you learned, Bob? What's uh, what do you think? Um, is you know, now that you're watching more Bruins, like what's your what's good, what's bad? What okay, do you like? So here's what I see. Here's my uneducated analyst. Analysis. Here it is. Analysis. So, <laughs> thank you, John. So, um, I think that they play a lot like the Celtics, like I just referenced. You know what I mean? I think that they they're in it together. I think we, we talked about this. The young guys are making the older guys, you know, get fired up, and the older guys are teaching the younger guys. And you're starting to see them play as like a team. And I've noticed this, man. Like it, it feels like they. <clears throat> it, it feels like when they're attacking the net. They're they're all on the same page, man. Everybody's on the same page, and everybody's enjoying what they're doing, and they're all working together. And when they score, man, they all get excited. Everybody's fired up together, and this is all you know what I mean. Like X's and O's aside, do they use X's and O's? Yeah, they'll draw up a play here or there. They do. I'll okay. give you that. All right. So all that shit aside, because I couldn't even begin to break it down, but I see the way that they're moving the puck and the way that they're. Like I feel like they're like they're they're saving it and just kind of <clears throat> like before before it get, they have to clear it. You know what I mean? They'll they'll stop it before the what is it, the blue line? Wh- yeah. Which line is it? What do you mean? Where, For, where, what's the line right there? The offsides line. Yeah, the offsides line. That one. That's the blue line. The blue line. Yeah. So like I see them like going the extra mile for each other is the point I'm trying to make. Bobby learns hockey. I I mean I'm not going to argue with any of that. Um I that's, mean That's what I've seen, dude. I just think that I just, and I like I like Marshand. I just feel think, like uh he well, I mean, keep doing that's what he does. One of the points I was just going to make is there's a couple things that really give you good um feeling about this team is the what they've been doing with the guys out injured. Marshan isn't missed a beat not playing with Bergeron. It's ridiculous. Pasternak's getting better, but Marshan himself is like not we're just like we underrate him but he's like a top three goal scorer in the league right now he's one of the top goal scorers in the entire league we have him on our team and it's he's underwhelming because like he has that history with you know taking some dives and having some suspensions and stuff so people you know give him grief but he's a top sniper we have a top caliber sniper so at any point during any game in the third period we have a chance because he can come down and score himself. See, I like that about him, man. I like that he's out there just like pissing people off and doing well, dumb shit. He's because... the prototypical good if he's on your team and bad if he's on yeah, the other team. Yeah, you need one of those. Which, of course. So we, of course, love him. But you've seen lately he hasn't been getting any calls. He got smoked in overtime doing on the breakaway last week. And like that's a penalty. I've never seen that not be a penalty. And it's basically like the ref's like, Always concerned that Marshan like either is diving or like just hit the guy in the balls and he didn't see it, so he's hesitant to call the penalty because like you know it's cheating. But um, I mean, I don't know if you saw that, but he got a breakaway in overtime and got completely hooked and held off the play, and it was like the most egregious call. And then right back down the other way, they lost. 
So, um, but they, yeah, no, I didn't see the that other one. night they played, um, in Winnipeg, which is like the talk about the winter blues. It's like, I watched that game. Yeah. And they were down four to one and tied it. Yeah, and although they game. lost, they got the point, but they also, I mean, how big are the balls? They in right. Winnipeg, it's the end of a road trip. They had no reason. I mean, they're fighting, but they don't, that wasn't a make or break do or die game. And they, they come back instantly in like 10 minutes. And it gives you hope that, like, even watching a playoff game, two nothing down, like we're in this game, you know. So that's a good feeling to have. My and, boy, um, Mr. Find the Net Donato, kid's awesome, dude. Yeah, and he's gonna like be that. a factor in, in the sports playoffs. in general. I love kids like Tatum when they come out, and you're just like, this kid's 19 years old, and he's crushing it. That's awesome to me. Yeah. I just like that. <clears throat> so, um, and any any alerts on this week in Bobby's uh, pussification of hockey? Oh yeah, no the hit, the hit on uh, Grizzlich. I want to. I want to. Oh, about that. you want to? You have uh, some I, two cents to say. It's not even a pussification thing. Like I don't even want to. I was just wondering why. Like, is there a reason why they weren't instantly punching? Oh, that's your problem. You're not going to talk about if it was a suspension or not. Oh yeah, was it? Was it a suspension? Well, no, no, they didn't do was anything. That a legal, to the was guy. that a legal hit? No, that's boarding in the definition of it. It's the definition it, of it's boarding. A, it's a little bit Homer. Um, we're going to play the video for you, but there's yeah, let's play the video. It's a little bit of a Homer um, to say that it's like, you know, it's not like it, it shouldn't be an automatic suspension, but it he does kind of duck into it, and it's a. Um, it, he did get a penalty, but that my point remains is back going back the last to the back of suspension. Like, how come that's a suspension still and this isn't? That's what I don't understand. Like, the, all these hits are like similar to the same. It's hits. I to feel the like head. when you don't get these calls, we're gonna get these calls in the playoffs, and we're gonna win games because of it. Uh, they call less in the you playoffs, know what I mean? man. No, I know they do, <clears throat> but we're gonna be ready to play without those calls. Oh, Other yeah. teams are gonna be looking. They're gonna be LeBron. Sorry, I misunderstood you. you. Know what I mean? They're going to be looking around like, where's the right. call? And our guys are going to be like, dude, get the fuck off me. Teams like the Caps <clears throat> that only score in the power play that rely on getting that hometown call don't exactly. get them in the playoffs, no, and that's why the Caps it. can't go. Here, let's watch the hit so I can, you so. can tell me why it's legal and why they shouldn't have beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> Technical difficulties brought to you by Weco USA. <laughs> Yeah, first of all, the Bruins decked that guy. Yeah, see, that's why I didn't understand like what the problem was. Yeah, like, I mean, okay, don't that's you see cool. Him, fine. He dips a but little. But see, there, right here you when know? they start like all doing right, so this, so this is your problem. This is okay. Don't do so. That. Kevin Miller is number eighty-six. You yeah. think he should be punching the guy? Yeah, in the head? man, go for it. I know that's but your you boy. Know, you guys but, are going in the playoffs. Let's fucking do this. But what would you say if he like punches well, the guy in the head, gets ejected, and gets suspended? See, that's the problem. Yeah, it's that's it's my not problem, him. He wants to punch the guy in yeah, the head. See? It's rules, rulesly in the league office that is sitting there, you know, rules, suspending. Rulesly is the yeah, worst. It's awful. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's not him. If Kevin Miller, if that was in like the CYO game at Quincy, Kevin Miller would have beat the shit out of him all the way to the locker room and then iced his head with Bud Lights after. But in in this, when you, when he's going to get the hand of the law smacked on him, he can't do it. He knows it. Dude, that's These brutal. guys are smarter than you, and that's why. They, well, you know? no, obviously, dude. If they if they're fear of like getting suspended going forward and shit like that, like that's a problem for them. So they're making it to the point where it's a problem. But like, I did notice one of the other guys. I mean, dropped, he's in his grill there, pretty good. One of the other guys dropped his gloves. You'll see it when it goes to like a different angle. 
But one of the dudes on Winnipeg dropped his gloves. Well, look at who's tending to him, Bergeron, because he knows about the concussions more than anyone. Yeah. It's amazing his career he's had with the concussions. So it's no joke. I mean, I don't want to blame Grizzlich, cause, but he did duck a little there. Like, it's – he – He did. No, he did. He stayed did, up and I don't, I'm not saying that, like – I'm not saying, like, oh, why didn't they kick his ass? Like, I'm not a douchebag. But, like, well, I, I feel like – for debate. <laughs> I mean, they called it a penalty right away. The guy calls it a penalty. You know, I mean, they. Yeah, I I know. See, look, what you're gloves saying. off. There's gloves on the ground. One set. Marshan is skating around, holding the guy's shirt. Well, so, that, so you well, want like? No, I don't want Mark. But see, that's the thing is like, if they're gonna suspend them, then okay, they did the right thing. But I, I just, yeah. I hate that. I don't like that. I liked it better when I was younger, and they were like, "You don't do that." I liked right. it better. It's yeah, fine. No, you, I mean, the self police point is a good one for sure. Yeah, I just. Um, it's so other me. quick hits in the sports world before we get into the baseball thing. Uh, one I think we have to talk about is. The fact that there's like actually some semblance of a of a realness to Johnny Manziel possibly coming to Foxborough, the the Patriots have been at like every step of the way of his little comeback tour. You know they were at the when he threw in San Diego in front of scouts. Then they were at the yep. Texas A and M Pro Day, and it's getting scary now. Like I, I don't know, scary or not, but he's saying the right things. I don't know. Do you know the story? He's come out and. Basically, openly said I was drinking and skipping meetings and didn't care, and I've changed now. That's what and, it is, though. Yeah, that's what it was. Everybody knew that's what it was. I, it was it was obvious. He was literally like on Instagram with a wig on, getting wasted. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? And, and I don't it, think he came in. I think that what they're thinking is that they're gonna say, okay, so here's a kid that needs to learn how to be a real quarterback. He's smart. He's he's not dumb, dude. He's a really good quarterback. He always was a really. I mean, good the reviews there. of his throwing at the things where they um, said he had great velocity. Because if he's if he's focused and being smart, somebody's probably saying to him, "Dude, if you shut the fuck up, you can go to the Patriots and learn from Tom Brady, and you yeah. can take over that team when he retires." I mean, imagine that if he all just of this, be, and, and he's so humbled right now. Think too. about the last like five years of Brady, though. Like everyone's speculating and wondering when it's going to end, and we all are. We all know that that's. Most likely going to be the end of the dominance um, is when Brady leaves. Imagine if the f- <laughs> there's a picture of Johnny Manziel. I'm put that up there. Yeah, exactly. Imagine, imagine if the throne <laughs> is passed to Johnny Manziel. Like, think about. I don't know if it's sober Johnny Manziel or blacked out Johnny. If it's sober if Johnny it's- Manziel and he's saying the right things, but just ima- think of the irony of how there's an outside shot that the throne could be pa- the Patriots dynasty torch could be passed to Johnny Manziel. I mean, like, ah, that you can't even fathom that. Dude, you know what though? This is this is. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm actually not mad at this, dude. I think that if he does come here, it's the best move he could make in general. I think it's the smartest move he can make. A, it's cold as fuck up here. It's not like Miami or somewhere where there's like, you know, people partying every single night. Yep. So football season, there's really not much else to do. You're playing football with the Patriots. You're the coolest person (laughs) just for doing that. Right. But the way you become the coolest here is by focusing, not getting destroyed during the play. You get destroyed with Gronk. You go hang out with Gronk. And he keeps you from, he's like, well, I'm the Gronk. And then nobody cares. Right. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I there feel, was also a viral video of But if he's Gronk. smart, dude, he'll be with Tom Brady. He'll literally just be like, dude, I will literally. Yeah, but Tom want. Brady needs to be on board with that, too. He's 40 with his family. Like, you think he really wants Johnny Manziel, like, licking his coattails? I don't know. I mean, I he'll help him in the, in the place and stuff. I think the fact stuff, that he's but... so humbled, he just wants to be in the NFL, right. appeals to Bill. Because Bill can be like, I can shape you into a real football player. Or... You can go to the. You can go to somewhere and go. You know, go to the Falcons. 
Right. And be no, out I know. In a year. So you. So what's your official stance? You you're out. You Johnny want Manziel? Johnny Manziel to come? If he's not doing cocaine, I'm in. What about? Yeah, that's true. I the mean, I drinking. I yeah, I'd say drinking because drinking leads to that. If yeah, that's it, true. You that's know, true. I mean, he's probably should. I mean, if he wants to have a, a glass of wine with a, a like a nice lady. Yeah, and can like just well, is, like yeah. hold off there. I'm good with it, but all right, just don't so go bananas. No so bananas, right. Johnny Manziel. It's a problem. Any um, any other NFL stuff going on? Um, the you know, fucking uh, Dominic and Sue and um, going to the Akeem Rams. Tlaib, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's Tlaib, uh, man. Akeem Tlaib is. Fucking uh, I was legend. hoping he was going to come here. Yeah, the Rams are stacking up, man. It's scary. It's They're weird. Gonna They're going to. And they, Wade Phillips is there too. Well, yeah, I mean, he's what revamped them last year, but he well, now yeah. he's got weapons. Though. Now he has like real ridiculous. Weapons. I mean, they. So do you, they okay, have so do you think that's a problem where they? Do you think it's a problem where they've um, where they've split the offense and the defense like that? Where I feel like Sean McVay is not fucking with the defense. No, I think that's smart. If you have, but see, that's where Sean McVay should get credit. Is he came in there as an offensive guy. And the two things that he were, could have been concerns about his regime would have been that one that he was too young to respect and command the locker room, which Wade, and also that you know he doesn't know a lot about defense. So hiring a being smart enough to hire yeah, a guy no, like Wade Phillips, no, that was a really smart answers move. two questions there. It gives the old guys will go. Well, Sean McVay is like my age, but man, there's old Wade Phillips, son of bum. Do you think that he has like, I mean, he obviously has something to do with the defense when it's like formulated, do you know what I mean? How they're going to play. Right. But how much do you think he really is involved? Oh, no, nothing, probably. Literally, probably nothing. See, nothing. I, do you think that's good? Because Belichick's involved in everything. Well, I mean, it's good and bad. Belichick's probably not as involved in the offense as you think. He's, like I would he's say, involved in the, in I the agree overview of how they're going to the game plan and how I, they're going to go about. Belichick it. definitely Mulling, has a not. bigger percentage in all aspects of the Patriots than McVay does. McVay is probably a hundred percent offense and like ten percent defense. Belichick's probably more like you know seventy five seventy five involved just enough in everything. Yeah, you know, but and I agree that's the ideal way to do it. But you have to be Belichick to do that. You look around the league, like you know, there's so many coaches like. Uh, the Lions just hired Patricia as a good example, and they kept Jim like Bob. That? They kept their offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter there. Jim Bob Cooter is the best. They dude. kept him there because the of continuity ever. and stuff. But do you think Patricia is going to go in and change much of what Jim Bob, Bob Cooter is doing? That's no, why he Jim kept Bob Cooter is like good. No, I get it. So he's coming into a good situation with. I don't understand, so. but you, what I'm saying is about what you just said is. Th- I think that's a split locker room too. Patricia's going to come in, hire guys, get the defense, and then gotcha. it's going to be Jim Bob Cooper. I think that's more common than you think. I th- no, I think it's really common. I yeah. just don't know if, comparatively to like how you've seen. I do the agree. Patriots, and the Patriots are consistently winning too. It's, that's the thing that sets them apart. Right, but and there's not many the Belichicks around, so that's what. Yeah, no, there's that's a lot a, of people trying in the well, AFC. The, the, the AFC Celtics. Are, I mean, the, the Patriots <laughs> have added almost nothing, and. Um, you see the Rams adding like five Pro Bowlers, and I know that wouldn't matter till the Super Bowl there. But it's you'd crazy. like to see them doing a little bit more than they're doing. But it's you know right back to the common thing. I mean, when's the Super Bowl in L.A.? I don't know. I don't know. It's coming. Yeah, it, it, they gave them a few years. I think they have to build the new stadium first because they're both yeah. playing in temporary stadiums. I think it's like twenty twenty two or something. So. I don't know, but anything else? Um, catch your fancy. I mean, it is. We have this final four this weekend too. Um, I do have to tell everyone that I'm sorry for my predictions last week. I was just 
spewing literal trash out of my mouth in my reference about the, you know, I stick by my analysis of the games, but I told everyone to pound Texas A&M against Michigan, and then 20 minutes after we left here, it was 38-13 to 13 Michigan in the first half. So Crow is eating on that one. Horrible. I basically sat here and said there's no chance Duke loses. I, I don't know if you watched that game, but it was Grayson Allen's shot at the buzzer to win the game for Duke, hit the net, and then spun up and out. And um, I think your boys from UNC like jumped in and swatted that away. But um, so they were as close to winning as anything. But they're out, and they they play the most frustrating game I've ever seen. So yeah. Um, so the final four is Villanova versus Kansas. Yep. And Loyola Chicago versus Michigan. So the both spreads when the last time I looked were five and a half. So. No one really knows. Villanova has won every game by double digits. They've looked like the best team. They've Loyola, been mowing through. Money line. You like Loyola? <laughs> I mean, Michigan has been so Jekyll and Hyde in this tournament. They played that fantastic game, um, you know, against Texas A&M. Of course, the only time I like the other team. They've other than that, they've been sluggish. They didn't cover that game. Did you see that end of that Florida State um, Michigan game? Yeah. The the spread was four. And with 11 seconds left, Michigan inbounded the ball, and the mannequin uh, Leonard Hamilton from uh, Florida State <laughs> didn't. He just said no foul, and that caused like complete shockwaves throughout the entire like Twitter betting community. The spread was four and a half or four. It's four points with 11 seconds left. A lot of games you'll get like 20 points in the last 11 seconds, and it'll take an hour. And this guy just decides to decides to be like oh yeah like no worries on this one like <laughs> that is reeks that reeks um first of all but then also it we need a sam's conspiracy theory uh music that we can play right now i want you to say it reeks. come on though, tell man. me about it i, I don't understand <laughs> it, it's such crust when these guys do that it's ridiculous the guys you have seen the most miraculous comebacks there's six six-point games with 12 seconds left guys miss free throws you hit a half-court shot Anything can happen. Um, I just don't understand, and you had to see it to know. But it's it's just ridiculous. It was, and if you especially if you had you know Michigan minus four and a half, it was like, like yeah, like let's just say hypothetically somebody uh, like Carson Smith, right-handed pitcher. Uh, oh, he's pitching now for the Sox. He's in the bullpen. Um, he's just warming up. I think we need, he's a big cog for the Sox this year. We need him healthy. We need him healthy. He's a big time arm the in the bullpen. We got him. He has barely pitched. So anyway, um, it, we're watching the opening day game live. Yeah, the op- that's yeah where, it's happening that's why right we're now. Interrupted. Chris Sale with another uh, dominant performance today. Yeah. So anyway, we, we I was crying about uh, losing my bet with uh, Michigan yeah, because so of the say, cheating guy say... that's clearly his daughter's clearly locked up in the Brooklyn basement or something. Because <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense why. Uh, Zero sense why that guy would not follow there. Everyone on earth fouls there. Makes it, I've never seen worse. So anyway, maybe for the tournament has been disgusting. I've been getting worked. I every time <laughs> I have a strong opinion, it just shows. Like my brother texted me this year and said, "I've never. This is the least I've ever watched college basketball. I literally have no clue what's going on." And last year he was watching it and he was dabbling in some bets and he knew a ton. And the tournament frustrated him. This year, I watch every single game every night. I can't buy one win. And my brother was leading our bracket pool last week, and he doesn't even know one guy. He picked on, like, who was good in 1998. We were talking about that yeah. the other day. And he's winning. So this year is just messed. I don't even feel bad. 
I apologize if anyone actually listened to this and took Texas A and M, which I don't think they do. Don't worry, I did too, so I got worked. But. Yeah, anytime he says. So who's like that, who's winning? We got the Final Four. Who's winning? Loyola, Michigan. <laughs> I'm gonna go Sister Jean. Loyola, Sister Jean wins that game. Sister Jean, and then Villanova, Kansas. You think Kansas's run ends, or what do you think? Um, they do have some balls guys on that team, too. I like Kansas. I think Kansas mm-hmm. is pretty good. I think Villanova is really fucking good, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a really good game in general. Yeah, so who are you picking? Ah, Kansas. So you have Kansas-Loyola final. Who's cutting down the nets? Ah, Loyola. You're taking little Sister, Sister Jean, Jean all the way? All hey, the I mean, way. Whatever. I've seen crazier shit. If it happens, then I'm the best. If it doesn't happen, of course. I think it's going to be Villanova-Michigan, which is... Uh, is not a bad final. I I mean, Loyola has to get beat. I, I took... I, I had Miami... <laughs> That's how be- you know they're going to win. I've lost, like, every game on Loyola. I bet on... I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet on Miami against them. I've been single-handedly... Me and Sister Jean have been carrying them to victory. I bet on, the, I bet on Miami against them. I bet on Tennessee against them. Both of those I lost on buzzer beaters. They've hit the two miracle shots. One of them hit the under part of the rim and rolled up and around on the top. I'm still. I still think that was rigged by magnet or something. And then, <laughs> oh man, we need the music. And so then, uh, and then <laughs> the then I took Kansas State against them because I figured like they'd get into the bigger game and Kansas State just beat Kentucky. So I was like, they can probably shut down Loyola. So who knows if Sister Jean they did just beat Kentucky? But you have to remember. It doesn't matter. Sister Jean is I, just there. Her presence is just Sister like Jean, amazing. man. Yeah. Hey, the tournament always has good stories. So, anyway, I'm taking. Where is the final four? I'm taking. Where is the final four? It's in L.A. <clears throat> I th- oh. No, it's not. It's in um, the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. I wonder if her power is getting increased because it's in Texas or yeah. not. Wonder <laughs> what happens. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But so I'm officially <clears throat> taking Villanova over Michigan in a uh, blowout in the championship game. I think Villanova will squeeze by Kansas, and I think that Loyola has to end. And I, Michigan is the just the safe enough team to do it. Michigan's so crust. They 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 play slow and safe. They hit shots in spurts, and then they can't hit any free throws down the stretch, and they always make it a close game down the stretch. Loyola does that's have the even magic. more of a reason yeah, I, that why Loyola is going to win. I, know, I just I'm, I'm so ready. sick of Loyola though. It, you know, know. Normally I'd be like the underdog if they didn't literally drag a, me through the I mud. I literally want these people to win so. this game. I want I want them to win this whole tournament. I want a number eleven seed to win a tournament, and I want it, it to be, be in the cool. year that a bunch of kids didn't come because they were getting paid and they couldn't play and different stuff was happening and people were under FBI investigation and I want that to be Arizona's program almost ended and, Ar- and, and I want that to be the year I want us to literally all look back at it and be like hey remember that one year everybody was nervous about paying people I can't wait till four uh, years from now when they find out these Loyola kids graduated six years ago and they're 29 <laughs> they're like 28 yeah, 29 I, I trust no one in this in this shit but anyway so I'm I'm taking Villanova to, I know that's not good but oh Villanova is the best team so um all right. Villanova is probably the best team left, but Kansas is going to beat them, and then Loyola is going to beat Michigan, and then Loyola is going to win in a miracle against Kansas in the final. All right. And Sister Jean's going to be hoisted. I'll, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I hope she doesn't break her hip. All right. Uh, no, but it, dude, never that. So, um, should be fine. Should be safe. So that's the current topics going on now. I mean, so we got to get to the big deal. Today's opening day. We have not done a ton of baseball in this besides our little David Price and J.D. Martinez diatribes. You know, 
What do you want to know, Bobby? I know your um your main sports are basketball and football. You definitely know baseball, um, and you definitely know hockey more than you let on to. But you like to play the dumb card on that one. But um, <laughs> in in base in, in I'm being 100 percent honest with all of you. In, in baseball, though, I feel like you I'm you know it's still kind of my my expertise, and um, I just need to know what Bob's trying to learn this season in baseball. Like, what's Bob looking for this year in the Red Sox and just baseball in general. What uh, are you all right with baseball? Are you one of the guys that baseball's too slow, or what's I'm, your thing? I'm I'm uh I like watching the Red Sox because okay, first of all, here's the thing with baseball. There's 162 games. I don't have three hours a day, 162 days a year to watch a full game. So they get me in spurts. So I'll drop in on baseball, but I follow. No you know doubt. what I mean? Like no I doubt. follow it. Like I'm you know every day game. if they won or lost the day before. Yeah, like I'll 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 check to see what the score right. is. You know what I mean? Like yep. I'll 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 come in at like you know the ninth inning. Like oh, hey, I don't sit there and yeah. watch every game I can't for watch three every hours. Game. You can't. Especially that's right. When but I love hours. baseball. Actually, baseball is one of my favorite sports. It's uh, it, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's the springtime. It's just nice out. You know, we're coming out of like the caves, and you know, I, I've always to me, a uh, pitcher in baseball has always been the most impressive. It's just like everything's on you. There's literally like 40,000 people staring at you every single time you do your job. You know what I mean? It takes huge balls to do that, especially to do it at a high level on like the biggest stages in the world. You know what I mean? So I've always really liked baseball. So I get fired up for opening day. And then I'll watch for the first month. And then I don't give a shit um, for like another month, two, three months. And then I'll pop back in. You know what right. I mean? Like, well, I'll watch I mean, it like if I go to like my grandmother's common. house, like my grandmother loves the Red Sox. So right. if I go over there, we watch the Red Sox. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's awesome thing to be able to be like a casual to a little bit more than casual fan. And like even if you're trying to like see a couple buddies you haven't seen in a while on a Friday yeah, night, you can be like, let's go, go watch the, the Sox. Like it gives you it's a thing to do. And and it's like a good, that's it's a, a cool, good chunk you know? of time to do it, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like um, you know Sox Yankees this weekend. Let's go get some beers. Like that's great. Like yeah, and exactly. everyone should have that. That's Funny all. that you said Sox Yankees before we get into like the rest of the league because it, we're Red Sox fans. This is what it is. Yep. Um. So today, opening day, Eduardo Nunez, two run inside the park home run, Mike Stanton, two run regular regular home run. Yeah, the first Are inning of the first game. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, well, I'm, second I'm not impressed with. Uh, you impressed with either Eduardo home run? Nunez's? Who home would run. you rather have right now? Eduardo Nunez's home run is ridiculously <laughs> not impressive and means nothing. Well, I'm very impressed. With Stanton's it, home run is scary as hell because the only chance that you have of them not being a monster is him to like choke in New York or go in and be like overwhelmed and start slow. The fact that he's homering in the first inning of his first at bat of the year and just being like, yeah, what? I'm going to crush here and like flex. That's petrifying as a Red Sox fan. That's the last thing you wanted to All see. Right. Well, I, I was not as negative about the way I saw it. The way I saw it was like this. What do you mean? Remember when we talked earlier, like what was it a couple weeks ago, we talked about it and I was like, I think we're going to score just as many runs as they are. We're just not going to hit home runs like they are well yeah that's we what, talked about that right yeah same exact same situation same it was his first at bat of the season he stood up there i and know he, that and but he, and he, nunez he, is gonna hit 12 <laughs> inside the park home 52. runs that's way more uh, that's harder to accomplish i know but it takes more effort and i think that's like a representation of how we're gonna play this entire oh all right year. if that's your point do you know what i mean, mean that's a, that is a good you know 
simile of real life. That's of, what I've uh, been saying. It happened today. Like yeah. What I've been saying it happened today through right. those two. Home I'll give runs. you that. So we're it, gonna remember. So you're this using day. the first run scored of both teams to prove your entire point for the season. That's right. Okay. Hey, that's, let's do uh, it. That's your I'm style. hanging on this one. So I mean, so okay, Sox definitely ninety three games. Definitely that. You I'm, think so? Yeah, it's plus, 91 and a half. Ooh, plus 91. I love you it. like over? All right. I love so it. Um, I'm over on that one. And, um, well, I mean, my beef with this season is, and you can already see it today in the scores, is it's like one of the le- most least exciting seasons ever as far as like who's going to make the playoffs. Like, we were joking around doing, like, you know, I was wrote down my division predictions. And, like, you can sit here and look at them. But it's sad how much chalk there is. Everyone likes sports. Like you were just saying, Loyola Chicago. Everyone loves the 11 seed, you know? Yeah, of course. Like in the ma- in Major League Baseball, like normally in like the NL Central, you know, there's like the before the Cubs have been dominant, there was like the Cardinals, the Pirates, you know, the Brewers. It was a shit show in there to see who was going to win. Like you scan around the thing, and I wrote down like who I thought might win each division. There's no chance Washington's not winning the East. It's no one else is winning that division. The Mets, I do actually like the Mets. I'll get to them in a second. But the Marlins just sold everybody. Philly is a couple years away. I guess there's a chance they have an upstart season. But the Nats are winning that division. They're stacked. They have two stud pitchers. It's ridiculous. Um, the Cubs are winning until the century. The Cubs Bryce are winning Harper the century. Boston. The Cubs are winning the exactly. But <laughs> until next year, right now. It, the Central, the Cubs are winning the Central. I'm sorry. The Cubs are disgusting. Yeah. Pittsburgh is crap. Um, St. Louis is down from what they usually are. They, you know, so that it's boring. It's like and in the in the West, the the unfortunately the Dodgers are winning that division. I don't I don't like the Dodgers. I think the fact that they were relying on like Rich Hill and, you know, other Alex Wood and like other crusty guys to to like carry them to a hundred and something wins is a little scary, but the the Rockies are the Rockies. They're gonna hit. They're gonna be fun, but they're not gonna win. And the Diamondbacks, you know, didn't sign Martinez. They have a couple, you know, solid lineup, solid team. I don't see them beating them. And then you go to the AL East, and I mean, I'm a, we'll do that last. I like, yeah, all right. Well, the Central is Cleveland is winning that division. Like I'll bet you anything, they're like <laughs> minus nine hundred and to win. Chicago's years away. Detroit's crap. We should put bets on all. You know, these. well, you can't. Is the problem is I looked at the bets for all these, and like every one of them, you'd have to put like a thousand to win a dollar. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is it's not the usual. Like out of you know, there's five teams in each league that make the playoffs: the three division winners and the two wild cards, and like four of the five in both leagues are known already. Like, and it's the first. It's opening day now. Am I being a little tongue in cheek here? Obviously, things happen. I could definitely be setting myself up to eat some crow here. I feel like you but, might be. And that's great. I hope so. It'll but, be for an interesting season. I'll bet you my life that Houston wins the AL West. Like, I don't Houston, want to bet your life. Houston is fun. a stud factory. I mean, they just ran away with the World Series. They have, they're have better than they were. Every guy's going to be better on their oh, team than last can year. We, bet? we should find something that we can bet. But you know what I'm saying? Like That takes a little bit of the oomph out of the excitement of the season if you're in some of these other cities and like you're, you know that they're, you're in Texas and you know there's 0% chance you can beat Houston. Yeah, like, no, I mean, it takes around. a little oomph out, you know? So, and then the AL East is, I wrote down the Yankees are going to win the division because I like to be a negative and uh, reverse stains it. But you know that the Red Sox or Yankees are winning the AL East. Like, Toronto yeah. is, I think, 8-1, to one, which is one of the, like, shorter, big, long shots of um, the year. But, you know, and another thing to reinforce this is I'm looking at the scores for today. And 
you know, when I last refreshed my phone, it was four nothing Houston against Texas. It was five nothing Yankees, and it was four nothing Red Sox. It's four two right now. Yeah, I, I see that now. It turned into four <laughs> two. But my point, I mean, they're What's coming the out of the guns, and it's just the, these teams are going to beat, are going to win games big time. You know, like Houston isn't going to lose to Seattle and Texas, and they're just too good. Correa, Altuve, those guys are getting better, and it's uh, actually pretty scary. So. I mean, I, so I in my, my quick rundown is I had in the AL, the five playoff teams, I had the Yankees winning the East, the Cleveland winning the Central, Houston winning the West. I have the Red Sox as one of the wild cards, and I have the LA Angels as one of the wild cards. You know, one of these years, Trout's <clears throat> going to carry them, stay healthy, and get them into the playoffs. They have a couple extra bats there now. They, have, they added some pitching. Um, you know, they need to shore up their closer situation. They've got two sketchy guys there, Bedrosian and Blake Parker. You know they need to uh, they need to you know decide a closer maybe sign someone or whatever. But and then in the NL I have the Nats winning the East, the Cubs winning the Central, the Dodgers winning the West, and I put the Mets in the playoffs. And the Mets are one of those teams that's been bouncing up and down. Everyone knows about Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Wheeler, the young stud pitchers they were supposed to have. All of them except for well Degrom. DeGrom and Syndergaard are good, but Wheeler has been sent to the minors, and Harvey is like, the, he was the Dark Knight the year he came out, and my brother loved him, uh, <laughs> you know, the Dark Knight. It, he's been embarrassing. He throws basically BP now. So, But I do think the Mets, you know, if Syndergaard and DeGrom are healthy, they have Cespedes, you know, they signed Jay Bruce, they have some weapons, they have some veteran players. I think that they could get into the wild card, and I wrote down Arizona out of the West, who I just said doesn't have a chance to beat L.A., but the thing is, is there's a 15-game gap here. Like, L.A. is going to probably win, like, 98 games, and the wild card would be 83, 84 wins, potentially. So, All right, so here's my question. Who do you have winning the uh, National League? Who's, who's, who's like, going to the series? Who's, who's going, going to the World, to the World Series? series? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Cubs. Cubs? I think the Cubs are going to make it back. I think the Cubs had their hangover year last year. Um you know, similar to like the Pats' world first Super Bowl, when then the next year riding that wave, they didn't even make the playoffs. Like I think that the Cubs won their first Super Bowl, completely blew their load. The entire city, they were famous in the city. You know, every guy got a new contract, got a TV show, whatever. They ate some of that last year, being fatigued, mm-hmm. having some bad luck. I think this year the talent rises to the top. I mean, they're stacked top to bottom. They have a great pitching staff. They have an easy division that they know they're going to win. So who are they playing? So the Cubs, I think Houston gets back there, and it's a crap cop-out, but Houston is the best team, and they're just going to out-hit you. I I think that the Yankees pitching staff is questionable. Um, They're relying on Sabathia. You know, Sonny Gray is okay, but uh, Severino I I need to see more of. Um, So I think that that's their flaw there. They're going to be able to hit, but I don't – I mean, unless you make – Every game, a four-inning bullpen game, they have weaknesses. And also, Aaron Boone, I think, hurts them. I don't think he he's their new coach. You know, Aaron Bleepin' Boone, the guy who homered off Wakefield to screw us, is the Yankees coach now. And he is... I, know, I knew that. He's never been a coach of any level of anything. <laughs> and I think that could hurt them. In, in spring training, he actually went out to do a pitching change and had no one warmed up and, like, had to leave a guy in, like, longer and already made a mistake like that, like which is, like... Such a cardinal sin in like the smug yeah, world of baseball. Not, I, I would have 
done a little bit better than that one. Right. So I don't. I think he's negative points on the Yankees. I mean, I don't want to be Debbie Downer on the Sox, but I just think I don't see them beating Houston. Houston is ridiculous, and we'll make a bet on that game too. John, we need to figure out what we can bet. What can we bet? Weed. Weed bet. It's a weed bet. All right. We should. Um... On what you? Th- what's the Bobby bet? refuses to take dabs. So I oh, think if you shit. lose, you have to take at least a dab on one of these shows. So what you All have right. Red Sox? I was gonna. Yeah, I, I think the Red Sox can get to the World Series. This All year. right, but I mean, you realize that bet settled out in like November of next year. Yep. All right. So I'll take. I'll save doing a dab until. All right. So let's say no, this. I let's say I, this. I might not. Let's say this. Let's try to figure. I'll out. take Houston. You take the Red Sox. If either one of our uh, if you if the if Houston makes it I win and if Red Sox make it you win and if neither make it it's off. Okay. But we have to to be decided do something insane and embarrassing on the podcast if and when that happens. We'll do, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. It could be hopefully you will have dabbed by November, but if not it could be that. We'll see. You know, there's potential strikeout possibilities. There's, you know, a 4-foot bong could be in the equation. So We'll we'll see what we got, but right, we'll something, something fun will we'll happen. Good like but that. I'll take Houston, and you'll take Boston. I'll take so Boston. So you're as homer as it gets. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, it's part of the fun with sports, man. I feel like I, I mean, I don't think there's a bad thing in wanting the team in your area to win. It, it brings joy to your fucking city. You know what I mean? It brings no joy to your state. It brings joy to the people that like. Well, that's why we like to watch sports because it gives us like false joy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's a real thing. You know what I mean? You have a shitty day, and then you go watch a Sox game, and they win a nice, you know exciting fashion you feel like it's a little bit better yeah you know what i mean and that's that's a real thing and I, I feel like i like that so if my teams suck well then you know we suck together and if my teams are good then we uh then we're good together man i like that shit so yeah socks to, to the world series this year let's do it well one of the we got to get a little more in depth with the socks like why why though so why do i think it? well like what what about i, the- I feel like we've been on the cusp dude for years and i feel like we just got better and I feel like we're changing the culture. I'm big on culture, man. It's, it's, I think it's really a, a big deal how your locker room is, how your city is, how you're being received in the city. I feel like all of that stuff goes into it. We've talked about it. You know, it's, I feel like it's just those intangibles that that's what makes World Series champion teams. It's the way they interact with each other. It's that I'm doing this for him. I'm not doing this for me. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing this for a contract. You know what I mean? I'm doing this because... We're in this together, and we're trying to win a World Series so we can all go down the record books together. Because that's an amazing thing, man. I, I fully try, agree you know I mean? that the camaraderie is huge. And I feel like that's huge. I feel like I, I, I've said that about literally every team but the Patriots because we're not there. But I feel like it's huge. Dude. I've said it about the Celtics. I've said it about the Bruins. I feel like when you can see it and it, and it you can feel it, man, it's a thing. Yeah, and we when, are lucky. When we went on those when we went on those streaks with the Red Sox, dude, you could feel it. It was a thing. You could you knew. That everybody there was like, we're here to win. One of my main reasons I love the team is because of today. Chris Sale comes out. He had that. He was hit with a line drive last week. A lot of people were wondering if he'd even pitch today. He's basically telling the media to shut up. Comes out today, completely mows the lawn. Yeah. You know, he's balls. He's his balls. And now they're down five four. Are they really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so that's uh, that's that's uh, Red Sox baseball for you, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but all I'm saying is sale is outstanding, and um, you know that's a key cog to have is like he's the closest thing of since Pedro of an ace. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so like that's huge and to have. And speaking of aces, I feel like I've been holding it in pretty good. If we uh, had, what are we an, doing? If we had another player that could pitch at like close to a Chris Sale level, 
I feel like we'd, we'd be a real serious team this year. And I feel like David Price, if we can have real David Price, dude, we are going to be dominating teams. I, and speaking of David I Price. I agree with you. I agree That with brings you. me into the three questions for Sam this week. Oh, no. We're going back to the stump, the trivia. We're going, we're going back. We're going to find a name for it. What do you want to call it? We'll call it something. Let's wanna, see how wanna, I do You want to have an on-air business meeting? No, All so right. um, so here here's what we got. I got three questions. Oh, you all... got you prepared before when you for just for me, just for you. Oh no! So I'm I have nervous. three. Hold I on. have three questions, and I have a bonus question if you want to try to answer. Oh great! Um, so these three questions. All right, so what all are the rules here? Do I, I have to time? To a uh, yeah, we'll give him some time. Do you have all a right. timer, John? No, he doesn't. I don't need a timer. I just I'll, I'll answer in a reasonable time. No, I feel like time. Be, it, I mean we'll see. Let's no, him, I don't want to be him, on the time. Let's give him a timer. All right. 15 seconds per question? I feel like that's fair, right? Thir- you got to give me 30. 20 seconds per question. 25. 20 seconds. Yeah. <clears throat> 20 seconds per question. All right. All right. I'm so all of these that. questions are about um, current Patriot, I mean, current, current Red Sox player, oh. David Price. Oh. Oh, excellent. Great. <laughs> this is like your uh, wet dream. Ready? So uh, first question. What is David Price dog's name? Oh my god, I know that easily. Astro. All right, first question. Well, that's right. I think he has a new dog now though too, but I, uh, his, I his Astro, dog so is Astro. Ast- Astro's yeah. the answer. All right. That's so, like slow um, pitch softball right there. All right, ready? How many times in his career has David Price had over 200 strikeouts? That's such a random question. I know. Like, what am I, an encyclopedia over here? <laughs> I don't here? know. What are you? I mean, encyclopedia? so he's played nine years. Um, I would seconds. say seven. No. It's five. It's five. Five. And then I have one more. So that one was wrong. So we got one yep. right and one wrong? Yep. All right. And then uh, how many seasons was David Price ERA under three? Two. Three. Technically four, but he only played five games in one of those. That doesn't count. Yeah, it does for me. He has to qualify. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm just kidding. All right. So, yeah, the so, answer is three. The answer is two. three. So, um, David one Price. for three. David Price gets you again. Gross. And what's the bonus question? How many 20-plus win seasons does David Price have? Oof, every five of my being saying zero. Uh, one. 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 That's right. All right. Those are those questions. So, yeah, those are going to be the kind of questions he's getting from now on. We're going to find something that he can win. Or maybe we can have somebody call in and we'll see if there's something they can win. We'll have them go against you and we'll do like a can you beat Sam. So, what are are your thoughts uh, um, on the Red Sox? You know, Pro, any cons, anything you're worried about on the season going in? I mean, yeah, I'm worried that the change of culture might not be good and that we can go downhill. <laughs> that was your reason for them being good. Well, yeah, I think it's going to go well. I'm a positive person. But so I you mean, really are a Homer Red Sox fan. You, your whole mood has changed. They were winning four to two when you were no, smiling no, no, in no, your no, rim. No, 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 no. Now they're losing five to four and you're you already said any jumping cons. ship. You said any cons? What jumping ship? But your at con all. can't be your exact pro. Your pro was that. They're, they're they're changing the culture. And it seems like it's going. And it seems it's, like it's going to be good, and it feels like it's going to be good, and I can feel it. And here we go. But yeah. the exact opposite of that happens. Well, guess what? The exact opposite result's going to happen as well. So no, that's not necessarily what I'm worried about. I'm worried about will will our pitching do what it's supposed to do? Chris Sale. Hopefully what are your thoughts sh- on Rick Porcello? 
uh, Rick Porcello is yeah. a little bit of a question mark. We'll see. You know Huge what I mean? Question mark. I feel like Porcello and I think Price. I think the the I think the rest of our rotation is really the question here. Are they going to show up? Is our bullpen going to show up? You know what I mean? Are you a puppy poo Pomerantz fan? Huh? Because nah. that guy's I mm. can't stand that guy. But if he pitches, but if he pitches well, we're in good shape. Well, of course. And he and he did pitch well two he years. Pitched ago. well last year. Actually. Last year, yeah. yeah, last year. Um, so I mean, they behind sale. I agree. That's the question of the team. What's happening? Por- behind, are you getting sale? twenty-two and four Porcello, or are you getting home run derby Porcello from last year? Is a huge factor. And also, if Eddie Rodriguez feels like playing this year, you never know with him. He you know has always injured. You know he could be a factor. And then um, actually, I think he's gone. I don't know. Um, that was. Um, and I feel like we always, I mean, there's always got to be somebody coming up the pipeline that we don't even know about. Well, of course. but I don't know about them. You probably know who they are. I don't know who they are. I just think that. I'll it, find out when they just show up one day and start pitching. I'm like, oh, shit, I think it's going to take a little time for them to, um, you know, become a, uh, the new coach, you know, sometimes can spur things on, but I think that they need to develop their identity, whatever that's going to be. And I, but I do see the signs of it being a more fun-loving team than the last couple of years. I think you're going to see like the ups and downs that we've been seeing with all of the the teams in Boston lately. I feel like we're going to see like it's not going to be like an easy year. Where we're just like crushing teams. It's going to be that for the Yankees. So I actually kind of agree that they're going to win the, the East. I think I think that's just going to be what it is. But I feel like it's going to be better for us coming from behind because once we're in the playoffs, man. We can beat them. Mm. We're a hundred percent built. Having to beat sale them. in a one or done playoff game is a big deal. So huge deal, you know. And I take him over anyone on the Sox, or I mean, anyone on the Yankees or the Astros. And when you look at it, case. and if you said like, yeah, okay, if, if both rotations are doing what they're supposed to be doing, I'll take ours all day long. Well, true, but you know that, what I mean. The <clears throat> but they have to be doing a lot bigger ifs in Boston, though. Porcello and Price are far from sure things, <laughs> but they have high upside potential. So really high know, upside. So. I'm big on upside. I like upside. I'm pos- positivity guy. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about baseball every week. That's, I mean, it wasn't very in-depth, but that's our, our quick hits on the Red Sox there. It'll um, get more in-depth. We have like fucking eight months. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, <laughs> we'll, it's we'll, the we'll only show in town now. So, All right. So closing things out this week, we are going to do our segment, roll them up in a rug and throw them in the river. And um, I'm going to let you lead off this week, Bob. You were... Very, you were spitting some heavy <laughs> vinegar when you were talking about this before. So, all right. So, Felger and Maz, every time they talk about the Patriots, it drives me fucking insane. I feel like Felger is just waiting to write his book, How I Told Everybody the Patriots Were Done. And I, I, I can't stand it, dude. Every time I listen to him, he says something about the Patriots. Oh, they're falling apart. There's something going on there. There's something going on there. And they, they just always, I feel like they've been doing this for years. And every, we're still going, we were in the Super Bowl last year. If, if any other team went to the Super Bowl last year, everybody's going to be like, wow, they went to the Super Bowl last year. We're going to be good. This is the only place where if you lose a Super Bowl, you know, it, it's, oh my God, they're, they're done. They're done forever. How are they going to fix this? You know what I mean? I can't, I can't take it, man. And especially like when you're gonna, t- if you're gonna talk about football, when football is like it's furthest away from being on, at least make me happy about it. Don't piss me off. Well, so Felder for that reason, to be a contrarian. Yeah, that's so. what he does, and that's I get it, man. That's that's his job, and that's what he does. And he's not from here, so he looks at it and he tries to be like the ultra. You know, I'm not from here, so I'll give credit where it's due. But that's bullshit because he intentionally. 
goes after it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because and of that, little whiny bitch Maz is licking his licking him over there, saying, "Yeah, yeah, just, yeah I'm so like, yeah, I agree." Yeah. Roll them both up and throw them in the river. Oh, the whole show. All right, I thought it was just Felger. No, or, I, I like Jim Murray. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like Jim Murray. <laughs> I like Jim Murray. So we'll Everybody roll those two in a in a nice old uh, Oriental rug. And I like and the baseball. The drop baseball them in the river. All right. Well, mine is. I'm gonna just bitch for a minute about Duke. I um, go for it. Let me you, go relax. This is actually Duke is now the leader in the clubhouse of the most times rolled up in the river. Well, a couple of weeks is, ago, is anybody surprised by that? A couple of weeks ago, you rolled Duke up and throw him in a river. The and entire I, I, university. You know, all right. Maybe I'll roll Grayson Allen up in a river and just be a little more specific. No, you can go Duke because he, first of all, I came on here and like was smug as the day is long last week, just being like, "There's no way Duke can't win." Like, blah blah blah, Duke. I watched that game. I crushed. First of all, I crushed Duke. I had a lot of a lot ex, of Duke a lot of, u, a lot of units on Duke. Uh, <laughs> a lot of watching. units going. Duke and I could have won some serious cash. So they did everything they could in the game to not win. They they like left Kansas open for wide open threes. They I don't understand who they were playing half the time. Uh, they had foul trouble, and Grayson Allen is just standing there, not hitting anything. They, they clearly. Um, Kansas got to give Bill Self credit. They took Marvin Bagley out of the game, but Duke game. made no adjustments. Coach K rat faces just sitting oh, no there way. doing so nothing. Let me, get, let me guess. This is what they did. So let me just you know just wild guess. So they all lined up around the perimeter and shot threes and hope for the best. Uh, is that ah. exactly what you said was their Co- downfall? Coaching that, but that's not exactly what Ugh. they did. But they it was basically a three point contest on the uh, by, for Kansas, and then um, Duke was doing like. Two man pass drills inside. But Ugh, anyway, Grayson Allen has shot tie game 72 72, four seconds left. The last two times down the court for them, he did an up fake and got fouled, went to the free throw line. He tries to do it again. He fakes himself out. He throws up a shot. It curls around the rim, hits the freaking net. I'm about to jump up and go collect. And it rolls out. And as you just knew watching that game, they didn't have the heart. Kansas had more balls. And Duke folded up like a box. So fuck Duke, roll him up in a rug, you know, take Grayson Allen. He can carry the rug and then jump in it at the end and dive in the river. But I'm sick of him. I'm glad he's gone. I overrated him big time. I gave him too much credit for winning a title as a freshman. I heard a good point on a on a radio show that if Grayson Allen just isn't good, if he was really that good, he wouldn't have been a fourth-year senior in college basketball because go no one else is. I'm not sure. I mean, Early he, he's round. a good athlete. He's, Early second round pick. He's every Grayson bit of six five. He's long. He's got good athletic He'll be ability. Happy to trip people. He might be better in the NBA, Duke, but so. fuck Duke, fuck Grayson <clears throat> Allen. Roll yep. him up in a rug and throw him in the river. That's all I've got for this week. Duke's the worst. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you all. <laughs>